0: Welcome to Planet Noun, where it's all about the people, places, things, and ideas that teach us, prompt us to make a difference, and do more with what life presents. What's in a name? In this case, a whole lot. In this episode of Planet Noun, a chat with an award-winning jazz musician. When she's not belting smooth tunes from her saxophone, she's in the classroom teaching music to children in Polk County, Florida. We start our conversation with a mutual city we have in common, Huntsville, Alabama. I went to school there and she also grew up in the Ville. Well, we're going to get right to it. Jasmine Gent, winner of the 2019 NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Jazz Album, right here on Planet Now.
1: I grew up in in Huntsville, of course. I love Huntsville so much. I learned to appreciate it more as, you know, life. Life is going on. I miss it actually.
0: <laughs> is that where your history with music, is that where you started learning to play the sax and loving the saxophone?
1: Yes, yes. I uh, my mom brought home a saxophone one day. My parents love saxophone, like and they love jazz music. Um, actually on their first date, you know, they talked about their love for jazz. And they're like, you know, if we had kids, you know, if, if I had a child, I'd want to name them Jasmine. So I kind of feel like destined, you know, to play jazz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it's funny, my mom, I started on piano in elementary, and uh, my mom brought home the saxophone one day, and she's like, you're playing this. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't have a choice. You know, I started playing, and I also started playing at a church in Huntsville, and that jump-started. You know, so my parents are definitely the, you know, the start of my growth for jazz. And Huntsville, I definitely attribute a lot to Huntsville.
0: When you were playing the piano, did it, did the saxophone take easier than the... Then the piano, was piano something, okay, this is what you're playing, but either you didn't have a love for it or it just didn't set as well as the saxophone. How did that work out?
1: I I think the saxophone's a little easier. You know, piano, um, I don't want to say it's easier per se, but the piano, you have all these notes that you're playing, you know, multiple notes. Saxophone is one note at a time. So for me personally, I was able to learn saxophone easier just because of my prior experience with piano.
0: The funny thing when you said... uh, When your parents were talking about their love for jazz and how if they had kids, they would name one, Jasmine.
1: I have a twin sister and an older brother. It's funny that I end up playing jazz, but all of us were in, you know, band and everything. So I guess I might have been the
0: nerd that kind of just wrote it out (laughs) (laughs) as a career. And that's, um, and that extends from your parents' love of, love of music. Did they always play jazz in the household? Because I know some folks say, well, you know, you perform in church or you sing in front of church or you hear records, you know, vinyl records or whatever, CDs all the time. Is that what your home was like growing up? Oh,
1: my goodness. Yes, definitely. My parents, my mom, she had hundreds and hundreds of CDs and my dad had hundreds and hundreds of CDs. So certain people like um, Kirk Whalem, who's an amazing saxophonist. You know, I, at one point was like, I can't hear another song, it's just too much. And now, of course, I love Kirk Whalem, I'm a huge fan. Do
0: you go to his Um, Gospel According to Jazz when he has those?
1: Always, it's funny, like when I picked up the saxophone, I heard that sound so much that I'd start trying to imitate that because that's what I knew, you know, that's what I was listening to all the time. So I'm thankful now that they wore out those, you know, CDs and records so much. (laughs)
0: Now, how old were you again when you started playing the saxophone? How old were you? Then? I was 12. I was in sixth grade. Okay. Okay. You started playing the piano when? That was like second, third grade. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> so your mom said, okay, you're playing the saxophone. And did you love it right away? Or were you a little, I don't want to, I don't want to say bitter. That's not the right word. Were you a little upset? Mom is making me play this saxophone. And then later on you said, Hey, there's something here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a, I didn't feel kind of either way, you know, I did like music, I did enjoy band. So my love for it just kept growing. So I, you know, I liked it. And then my love for it grew because, I mean, there's definitely a lot of practice and work that goes behind it. So you definitely have to be, you know, passionate about what you're doing.
0: And when you say practice, because a lot of times when people see a performance, they see the finished product, they see everything nice and polished. How much practice goes into what you do? When we see your videos on YouTube, that's like the finished product, you know, an example of a finished product or when we hear, you know, your album. How many how much work do you put into that? How much time? Because you also work full time.
1: Oh, uh, yes. And that's that's the challenge for me. I, you know, I teach as well. And I'm also, you know, I feel like I'm working two jobs. I also perform and, you know, play different performances and jazz festivals. So ideally, I would love for it to be, you know, like three hours every single day. But in reality, it is just as long as I pick up my saxophone every day <laughs> and play, you know, at least an hour, you know, I feel good. Okay, day- okay that I miss a day of practice. I just, it affects like my mood and everything, so.
0: Playing jazz and playing the saxophone, that's just an extension, that's who you are. Would, yes. that, be, would that be accurate to say?
1: Definitely, music is such a, a a big part of my life. You know, I teach music, I play music, so it's just a normal part, that's normalcy for me.
0: When did you realize, about how old were you when you realized you had something special? Because we there's a time, a point in time for, for us all where we realize okay, I'm good at this I'm good at that okay, I'm good at all these things right here but you know this one thing right here or these couple of things right here this this is something good for me something really special.
1: I'm one of those people I'm very hard on myself and a big time like perfectionist so I feel like man there's this unobtainable goal that I have you know for myself that I'm just constantly working towards so I don't think there's a point where I'm like I mean I just know I had a love for music and it's what I wanted to pursue I can't see myself doing anything else. So that's what turned it into a career, but I don't think there's a moment where I'm like, I actually, there was a, but now that I think about it, I did this competition called the Smooth Jazz Cruise. And uh, I did this show your talent competition and the judges were Marcus Miller, Brian Culbertson and Boney James. So I'm standing up there like, I know. I'm like, oh goodness. It was surreal to be in front of these people I grew up listening to. And I did that competition and I won the competition. And, you know, it's no one but God, I'm so thankful. And I got to perform for like the opening Sirius XM Hall of Fame. They had that on the cruise. And, you know, I was so nervous before I played and Brian Culberson came up to me and he was like, you know what, just have fun. And if you have fun, everyone else will have fun too. And that was the moment where I was like, you know what, maybe I could, maybe I could do this. And record and write and make this a career. So that would be a defining moment. But
0: I'm and when still, work happen. Uh, that was 2014. Would you ever want to become a full time musician, or is teaching also? Because you're also a teacher. Is teaching also equally a part of who you are?
1: They're both equally a part. You know, performing and teaching. So I just try to do this. I'm trying to do it as long as as I can but there are moments where trying to drive to my you know classroom straight from the airport and I'm taking my luggage in my classroom and you know those are the challenging moments so I'd like to continue to do both but you know if music really really calls I might have to make a
0: decision but
1: at this moment I'm just gonna keep you know
0: <laughs> not there cross that bridge when you get to it yes <laughs> <laughs> that's really awesome that you're able that you're able to do both that you're able to do both now tell me about um your teaching
1: yes teaching is definitely my passion I used to um teach a kids course like it was a summer camp and it it was like 150 kids my mom is a retired you know teacher so I'd get pointers and tips from her and um in college I majored in music ed and in jazz studies so it's always both have always been a part and um You know, I was a big-time music nerd, drum major. So, when I got my master's, my thesis was on teaching jazz to young kids, kids in elementary school. Because I feel like, you know, there's a far greater purpose than me. You know, music goes beyond me. There's just a big picture, and I want to be able to continue this tradition. You know, America's, you know, original music, jazz, and pass it down to kids. And it's all in how it's presented. You know, I tried to write a curriculum and everything because I just want to make a difference to the future, you know, of music and of this country, and teaching provides that.
0: Would it be accurate for me if I said that for me to say you are a teacher of music and also you're also a purveyor of history?
1: Uh, oh, that would be amazing, <laughs> but um, but yes, that that's that's my goal. So, and I'm hoping that the curriculum that you know it's still in the process and that I wrote that I can pass that on. So, yes.
0: Um, you said you said you're still in the process of writing it
1: yes so far I um the test I did was a summer camp so so far I do have like a summer camp curriculum set and I did studies and I had you know a group of kids and they had a great time we did things like improvised on recorders (laughs) what oh my gosh that's nice (laughs) yes and I even learned like jazz dancing and um scatting we just did Everything was so much fun.
0: When the curriculum is set, when it's all done, um, where will people be able to access that? Will you have it online? Will you put it in book form and um, distribute it or sell it that way?
1: I, I would like both online and book form. You know, nowadays book form, it's like, even when I get music for my students, they always like to have a code and you get it online. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so things are changing, but I definitely like to have it in as many forms as
0: possible. Okay. Okay, and oh, your students. What what age levels and grades do you do teach?
1: I teach elementary. Okay. Okay. uh, Yes, K through five.
0: Question for you about stage and stage presence. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I have to do anything on a stage in front of a bunch of people, I am nervous as all get out. And I know some folks when they get on stage. It's like this other side of their personality. Full, it's a full part of who they are. Come Another side of their personality comes out and you just see this whole other being <laughs> and they just shine and they love it. They love the, the energy from the audience. But then you have other folks, also great performers, always nervous. So what's it like for you? I'm definitely nervous.
1: I definitely get nervous. I guess people have ways of like playing it off or, or whatever, but I know everyone probably has like or rituals that thing they have to do to kind of calm themselves for me personally it's like complete darkness and <laughs> maybe like you know lay down just different things like that depending on the performance so i yes, i get absolutely
0: nervous <laughs> so is it is it different when you perform say in front of a church audience where you know folks are going to tell you play for jesus or?
1: thanks <laughs> <Dang, dang. laughs>
0: <laughs> or is it different uh depending on, you know, versus playing in front of, say, um in like a concert hall or like a lounge? Is oh, the goodness. nervousness different?
1: This might sound really weird, but when it's like a huge group, maybe say if it's like two thousand people or something like that, I don't get as nervous as if it would be like fifty people. So for me, I probably get more nervous when it's a small intimate setting because it's like, you can see everything when it's a very small intimate setting. So I might be a little backwards with that, but that's my, you know, when it's a smaller group, it's a little more challenging for me. But I was on the Dave Cos cruise and it was in Australia for two weeks and they have different venues, you know, on the boat, on the cruise ship. It's like a festival on the boat. And it was those like intimate you know, small settings where it's like 60 people or 70 people or 50 people. So that was a funny thing. A lot of that was the setting for a lot of that. I, I love playing. So sometimes they, you know, go away. And then at the end of the day, I just get to express myself another way of expressing myself through music. Hmm.
0: And so when you when you play, are you thinking of the next note? Or does the music just kind of carry you where it carries you because you know it you know it's it's part of you it's in your mind describe how you feel as you're actually playing music does that make sense
1: yes i i think you do want to be able to make um a connection because with a connection to the audience too and the music whatever you're trying to convey i try to think of whatever i want to portray in the music so for example i have a song named called amends and these are all things that I'm working on in my life, you know, how we all can hold on to things for years and years. <laughs> so I try to think about, you know, just letting go and forgiveness and all of those those things during that song. I have a song called Heat and it's, you know, Latin and it's um, very upbeat. So, it's, you know, all about having fun and getting everyone involved in that. So I think about the song and the direction
0: Now, let's talk about your award. you won an NAACP Image Award. How did you find out you were nominated, and how did you find out that you won? Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) First, the nomination is hilarious, but I was at school, and the kids, my students had this big, like, a speaker come to the school. And um, so I'm sitting there, you know, in the room, and I get this message from Ben Tankard, and he said, Hey, Jasmine, just once you know, you know, we're proud of you. Congratulations on being a nominee. So I had no idea. I didn't even know I was a nominee. And he messaged me. Wow, Ben Tanker, the
0: pianist, right?
1: Yes, yes. And he, I must say, he's amazing. He's so supportive. I'm thankful for people like him. And I played with Ben Tanker when I lived in Nashville. Wow, thankful for him. Um, and it's funny. I didn't think I would win the award, you know, I'd, let alone even be a nominee. So I was on the cruise in Australia, and that was almost three weeks that trip.
0: And this is the one with uh, Dave Koz, you said yeah.
1: okay. yes, this, yes, This was a Dave Koz cruise, and um, I got a message, another message from Ben Tankard, and he said, "Congratulations, you know, Jasmine," and he said, um, "Where are you?" <laughs> because you know, it's like televised. Um, I don't. It's so many awards. I don't even think the Jazz one was televised, but. And, you know, he was there in California. And unfortunately I had to miss it because, you know, you have Australia, both, they're both one in lifetime opportunities. So I was absolutely shocked, so shocked. And um, I feel like it changed the dynamic of that whole trip in Australia. Cause I'm like, yeah, you know, I just know it's no one but God and I'm beyond thankful. And uh, I don't take it lightly. You know, I'm representing um, women African-American women in music, in jazz music. So it's, I'm beyond thankful and grateful.
0: And um, have you run across any little girls who expressed to you an interest and wondering, can I do this?
1: I definitely have. I definitely have. I even see it in some of my students. And um, I always try to emphasize, I'm that person who, if it wasn't for my mom, you know, forced me to play the saxophone, forced me to play in church, pushing me to go in front of people. And speak and play. I wouldn't be where I am. You know that shy shyness and that um, hesitant holding back. Sometimes that can hold you back from you know whatever your your blessing or your purpose in life. So we can sometimes hold ourselves back, and it, it's all in our mind. Are you naturally shy? I am. I don't. I wouldn't consider myself a shy person. No, I, I would say I'm more. Uh, more outgoing, but it kind of depends on setting for me. Yeah. If it wasn't for my, my mom is a very, very shy person. So I think she made a goal for me not to like, I don't want my kids to, to be like that. So, you know, she kept pushing and pushing even the NAACP um, nomination. She's like, I want to put your name in. And she's my manager, momager. (laughs) (laughs) She put my name in and I was like, no, you know, please don't do that because, you know, there's so many amazing jazz artists and I just, You know, I just don't see see that happening, and she put it in, anyways. (laughs) And here it is down the line, actually, like won the award. So she sees something in myself that I don't, you know, in me that I don't even see.
0: Wow, that's awesome! That is awesome. I think was it somewhere I read on your on your website said that you are I'm forever a student of the craft. That's what it is. I'm forever a student of the craft.
1: Oh, definitely. We all are. I think just life, I think all of us are on a journey and to, you know, be a sponge and take in as much and learn as much as we can to be better versions of ourselves and as of myself as a musician. So, and I love when I go to a festival or something like that, I like to go and watch other people's shows and listen to their music because I'm just, you know, taking notes and just, you know, trying to see like, I love how they do this and how this is done. So, um, I use those as learning opportunities.
0: One thing I noticed you have your own company, you publish your own music?
1: Yes, I'm I'm an uh, independent artist and I and I do publish my own music. So, and that's why it's a tough thing. Nowadays, you have a lot of a lot more people being independent um artists rather than working with a recording company. Um, so there's pros and cons to everything. There are some things where we're like, you know, putting new music out and it's a whole process. But I'm thankful I'm independent because, you know, I'm able to be more hands-on with You know, how's my music being distributed? Where is it being distributed? I'm able to look at the trends like, hey, people might like the CD more than this one. Things like that.
0: Do you have any advice for anyone, whether young or small, who might want to make a career of music or teaching or integrating the two or whatever dream? This could apply to whatever dream someone has, something that, you know, a gift that they want to use. that They feel that God has given them or that they've been uh, they've cultivated over the years. But. They're not quite sure. They know they probably could, but they don't have that 100% confidence to move forward. Does that confidence ever really come or do you just need to go on out there and do things?
1: I think it comes from going out there and doing things. You know, I know I'd be a shy person if I, didn't, if I wasn't pushed out there. You know, And the biggest thing is always trying, staying true to yourself, which is something I'm working on too. Like, What do I like to listen to? What do I like to play? What defines me? As Jasmine and me and my music, you know, so I would just tell them to stay true to yourself and just get out there and, and play. Networking is a huge aspect as well in this business. And it was, the more I get into it, I see how, how much more networking and how important that is, you know, building relationships with people.
0: Her pathway has included time in Nashville to work on a master's degree. And here's how she got there more with Jasmine Gent on Planet Now. And did you move to Nashville from Huntsville? What was that? What was that pathway like?
1: Uh, well this is kind of weird. I went to Florida State for my undergrad and then I had this performance before I graduated, a day before I graduated. And one of Bobby Jones, the gospel artist, one of his vocalists were there. And um, she's like, "Hey, Bobby Jones has the TV show." And, you know, I'd love for you to be part of the TV show. And I was like, okay. (laughs) It it was like a a talent TV show that he has. And so I went to Nashville, up to Nashville to do the TV show. And the producer was a professor at Tennessee State University. (laughs) And he's like, hey, we have a master's program. It would be awesome for you to, you know, get your master's in music. And I'm like, I thought I was going to be in Florida teaching. And I just jumped on that wagon. I was like, okay, I always wanted to get my master's. So why not? You know, ah. sometimes I'm sure you heard, you know, how, how God, if there's a bunch of like hurdles in the way, then it might not be the best choice in life. But if the door is wide open to take it. And I, so that's what put me in Nashville. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I right, right in that door, basically. And, um, <laughs> and I loved Nashville. It was so much fun.
0: So Jasmine and I got to talking about names and how they, and the language used with a child, can affect the trajectory of that person's life. I was telling her about another musician whose career I follow. If you haven't heard about the singer-songwriter Shalaya, you also need to check her out. Now, when I ask what's in a name, it's for a reason. Shalaya's middle name is Melody, and when I tell you that child can belt the melody, shoot, I am not exaggerating one bit. What's in a name? In these two cases, Shalaya's middle name, Melody, and Jasmine's first name, Jasmine. Two music careers and a trove of honed gifts are ensconced in those names. Let's get back to our conversation. Jasmine and I talk names and career pathways. More on Planet Noun and Melody, did you say that that person went into music or? Yes, yeah, she's a singer. Um, First, you know, she used to sing in church. She's been singing in church forever. And Mm -hmm. I think um, her pathway has taken her to, she's performed at the White House a couple of times under when President Obama was there. Um, She's been on tour with uh, David Foster. Oh yeah. And so when I listen to her story and stories like yours, I'm just flabbergasted at just the, just the way that people are led.
1: Yes. And it, the crazy thing is there's so many times where I'm just like, God, like, are you sure? You know, like, I don't know if I can, you know, some cause we all doubt ourselves sometimes. And he, I think God also pushes you in situations where you're like, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if this is um for me. And that's just self doubt. But, you know, he doesn't put you in any place or position that you can't handle. And he has purpose behind everything. And I think that is so amazing. You know, her name being Melody and everything that she does. So um, I truly believe, you know, that was spoken into her at a very young age. And same with me. There's multiple people that spoke into my life and have, you know, prayed over me and just truly believe I... Sometimes it even gets me emotional when I when I think there are people who had just taken, you know, a chance on me and allowed me to play for different festivals and didn't even know who I was. And I'm beyond thankful, you know, for those people, because I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for for them. So I don't take that lightly at all.
0: Thanks for listening to Planet Noun, where it's all about the people, places, things, and ideas that teach us, prompt us to make a difference, and do more with what life presents. You've been listening to a conversation with Jasmine Gent, award-winning saxophonist and a music teacher who's making it happen in her career and for her students by passing along knowledge of jazz music to the next generation. Get all of Jasmine's social media handles and website links to learn even more about her albums and performance dates. You'll find that at planetnoun.com. I'm Liz Anderson, host of the Planet Noun podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Oh, you can also stop by Apple Podcasts and rate the show. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, take care.